Start selling on Shopify today. Go to shopify.com slash POS for a $1 per month trial. Hello from CNN. I'm Afoma DK with the five things you need to know for Tuesday, December 12th. President Joe Biden gave his most candid view of the Israel-Hamas war during a fundraiser in Washington. He told donors that Israel's prime minister needs to change his tactics, but it's difficult with his hardline government, and warned that support for the country's military campaign is waning amid heavy bombardments in Gaza. He said the Israeli government, quote, is the most conservative in Israel's history, and that its current government, quote, doesn't want a two-state solution. Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu admitted that he and Biden disagree on what should happen to Gaza after the war, but hopes to find common ground. Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky paid another visit to Washington today to make an in-person plea for military and economic funding. He met with members of Congress and President Joe Biden. Congress needs to pass a supplemental funding to Ukraine before they break a holiday recess before they give Putin the greatest Christmas gift they could possibly give him. Our goals for 24 are clear. Take away Russia's superiority and disrupt their offensive operations. Lawmakers can't agree on a massive funding deal that includes aid for Ukraine because Republicans wanted to go further on border security and immigration policies. Biden previously said he's open to compromise, but remained vague on exactly what he would accept. After a meeting with Zelensky, House Speaker Mike Johnson said Republicans aren't satisfied with the White House response. We need a clear articulation of the strategy to allow Ukraine to win. And thus far, their responses have been insufficient. Senators said that Zelensky didn't bring up the gridlock over immigration policies today, instead focusing on the importance of the aid and reassuring lawmakers it wouldn't be used corruptly. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer said top Senate negotiators on immigration policy are meeting with Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas on the issue today. Arizona's Supreme Court heard arguments about whether abortion can remain legal up to 15 weeks into pregnancy or if a near-total ban can take effect. Before Arizona became a state, it had a ban that prohibited abortions at any stage of pregnancy. The U.S. Supreme Court's Roe v. Wade decision ultimately overruled that ban in 1973. But before the Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade last year, Arizona lawmakers passed the 15-week abortion ban, and the only exception for the procedure was when it was necessary to save the mother's life. Last year, an appeals court temporarily blocked the ban from taking effect. Anti-abortion advocates spoke to reporters after the hearing. Here's senior counsel with Alliance Defending Freedom, Jake Warner, courtesy of KNXV. Many states like Arizona are recognizing the humanity of unborn children and giving them a chance at life. But the abortion industry continues to push an extreme ideology on Arizonans and Americans across the country. On Monday, the Texas Supreme Court ruled against a pregnant woman that sued the state to get an emergency abortion. Arizona Attorney General Chris Mays touched on that with reporters. We wanna be certain that what transpired in Texas over the last several days never happens in Arizona. Advocacy group FAIR says a food allergy reaction sends someone to the hospital every three minutes in the U.S. But what do you do if you have an allergic reaction on a plane? Three top Senate Democrats are demanding the government require airlines to start carrying EpiPens. Right now, the FAA does require airlines to carry epinephrine, the medicine in EpiPens, but only in vial form, without the auto-injector. FAIR warns most people don't know how to determine the proper dose without that injector. The FAA said it's reviewing emergency medical kit requirements and will respond to the senators directly. 
Coming up, actress Jennifer Aniston's message to fans about Matthew Perry's tragic passing. Hey, welcome back. Jennifer Aniston and Matthew Perry were in touch the day he passed away in October. That's what the actress told Variety, saying her friend's co-star, quote, was not in pain. He wasn't struggling. A cause of death is still pending for Perry. While Perry had detailed his past struggles with substance abuse, Aniston said he was doing really well before his death. That's all for now. We'll be back at 10 p.m. Eastern.